0: Up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo.
1: Welcome to One on One with Papi Chulo. Today is Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. Listeners, please welcome veteran European adult star, Kai Taylor.
0: Burr!
2: Back again, Papi Chulo. Loving it. Couldn't wait for this one. This was actually um, very epic, and I was very excited to get back on here, because I've got so much shit to talk about. And obviously, the big one of the biggest mouths in the industry, or the biggest <laughs> mouth in the industry, doesn't know when to shut up. <laughs> so yeah, man, this is all gravy. Um, if, let me quickly say, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, Kai the One Taylor, K A I, the One Taylor, T A Y L O R. And um, obviously, you've got loads of links on there for um, lots of my work and stuff.
1: I love it. Don't worry. At the end of the interview, I will ask you that once more, just to make sure everybody yeah. gets it.
2: Yeah. No worries. No worries.
1: Perfect. So welcome back. It has been a minute since we chatted and I know that um, some stuff has happened that you definitely want to discuss, uh, which I'm very appreciative of you reaching out. And and of course, you were fantastic the first time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say this time around, because listeners, I'll be honest, I really don't know what Kai Taylor is going to say. Like I know I've had little uh, sort of like a little taste, a little um, a little sneak peek of, of what you want to discuss. But uh, I generally Genuinely, don't know exactly the um, the adventures that you've been on. I'll I'll put it that way.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm pretty secretive, but um, then obviously, I, obviously, I like to leave a lot to the imagination. Then when it does come to it, now here here we go. because I do my own podcast, but I don't, I'm focusing on others now. Sometimes I do a little bit about me, but this one is obviously it's more worldwide, and so this is going to get great exposure for everything, and it should probably. People are clever enough and they want to listen to it and they want to hear fucking truth and no fake bullshit like these two-faced cunts I've met so far on my journey when I went to America. So many two-faced people. So, sorry, I have to say it. Say one thing in front of your face and the next minute they're talking shit behind your back. It yeah, fucking it was a joke oh, for me. How, can, how does people actually have their own principles to say, say? oh, yeah, you're so nice or you're so this and behind your back they're chatting shit? Or they said, oh, you're such a great actor but behind your back they didn't change shit again? I don't know how people can live or sleep at night because they have that audacity to actually go, yeah, man, you're doing a great job. And behind your back, oh, fucking hell, he's a bit crazy. He's a bit fucking lively. You know what I mean? So, bruv, at the end of the day, uh, mate, in England, we don't go about it like this. We fucking, what you see is what you get. If you don't like it, fuck you. it, say it. Don't have the bollocks to say it to your face. Not talk shit and fucking, oh, man. Some of these people. Anyway, carry on.
1: Well, let's talk okay. about this. Let me do the proper setup. So, yeah. uh, for performers that are in the European market, uh, I mean, I would say there's a certain point in your career where you know you're working with everybody, you're working with all the major companies in uh, you know the the European porn industry, you're working with the top talent, the top producers, and that sort of thing. Eventually, at a certain point, the the dream of a European performer is to cross over, you know, go across the pond, and go to Porn Valley, come to the U.S. and uh, basically, I don't want to say take over, but you know, sort of take over the industry here in the U.S. You know, you want to make your mark in the U.S. because in the U.S. it is the largest porn market you know this is where all the major studios are this is where you go to become a star so a lot of performers from you know the European market they you know they travel to the U.S. they will uh, stay for like a month and or so and they will try to work with as many of the companies as they can with as many of the performers as they can to see if they can you know find that spark that they found over in Europe yeah. you did something like that and um apparently you know based off the little tidbits that you um that you gave me and and what you just said it was not necessarily the best experience for you so can you talk and talk to me about and talk to my listeners about um, initially what was the plan for coming to the u.s and then we'll get into sort of what happened when you were here
2: yeah so um sorry um okay so would you like me to explain from start to finish, or would you like to, me to explain from what you just asked me for? What was my do, my plan to get to America? What what was my aspiration?
1: You know what? Uh, do from start to finish, because I feel like if you talk about from start to finish, you'll get into what was the plan, right?
2: Yeah, everything. Okay, let, listen. So, I was meant to come in 2013, but um, then obviously complications went. And I, I stopped porn in 2013 and went to... Went to Madrid and lived there for three years. Left porn, come back. And then in 2017, I went to go to Madrid. Uh, went to come to the US. And um, basically, I broke my ribs in a go-karting accident like 10 days before. So, and I paid for the ticket and everything. So, I didn't go. So, I thought, fuck me. I've got to do this before I, I'm, I'm like, fucking, I'm getting on a bit. And I had to get this out out of my system. It wasn't like, do you know what? My porn was already, my porn is like, I don't, just i don't go there for the money i go there for the performance i my my i need my good mind space um because if i i need i can't perform like i used to like do seven scenes a week or fucking two a day it it actually fucking tires me especially in europe because the, the scenes are like very very long over here and um and it is a longer day and we do shoot hard and soft and whatever and the acting and obviously there's a lot to it and obviously i know america you have like big um what is it a parodies and um, big features and that but we do features over here but like every day it's like virtually a feature turn up on set Um uh, the money isn't as good but there's certain companies i only work for because i won't work for everyone now because i can't i really actually can't and i really can't be fucked to i need to be in good mind space good energy to go there Otherwise, i don 't really want to turn up, and I need to be paid the right amount of money, so it isn't but the only thing is the money is is obviously a a good thing factor, but I need to feel one hundred percent to get on that set, and I need good mind space i can't I can get called up in the morning, you need to be here and I'll be like, well, it really does throw me off if i 've got like a day or a couple of days ahead, or like if they told me the week before i 'm working here there, and everywhere, I will be happy to go um, but still. I I go to America, I get to America, and fucking people say I got off to a flying start. I, I arrive in America, next day I go to Arizona, I pick up the ID. The day after, I'm doing an extra scene, and the people I was working with were people who owned a massive model agency over here who knew my fiance, um, and they, I worked for one of the, that company, um, the brother over here, and basically gave me a good stead to get my first scene, so they gave me extra, then they gave me a scene on the Tuesday after, the week after, so I was already starting flying, and I, and, um, I didn't actually have my proper ID certificate yet, but I had the certificate for it, then on the Monday, um, like it's my agent started off well, and um, but we'll we're, we're talk about my agent, we'll go back to a bit about the agent in a bit, in a minute, uh, but that's another story altogether, uh, so, we go from, yeah, and, um, I'd do an extra on the Monday, I'd do a scene on the Tuesday, do an extra on the Wednesday, and do a scene on the Thursday. So I started off and I smashed my scenes to pieces. But um, when I was watching, when I was on there as an extra on a Friday, I'm just sitting there minding my own business, and I'm watching this performer, and he was just like a joke. Honestly, I'm not being funny. As a performance-wise... He, he was he was he was in a missionary position. He was upright. The girl was on the back, and fucking, and his arms are swinging all over the place. He hasn't got no control over his limbs, and it just it looks like shit. And honestly, I was like, fucking you this is my competition. Wow, is this why all the European performers in America, uh, i.e., Manuel Ferrara, i.e., Kieran Lee, Danny Danny Mountain, uh, uh, what's his name, the Russian dude, Marcus Dupree. Uh, if I've forgotten to say any of uh, our oh, um, Danny Steven D Steve Holmes, uh, Danny D's in the UK, but Steve Holmes, or there's also the other one, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember, he's, an, he's another Austrian dude. Um, well, Big Blue, all of them are winning awards left, right, and center. Why do you think? Because our, our repertoire came from Europe, and seeing American people, the girls. What I worked with you know what I mean so they were good at what they did, but they they actually sold they the girls know how to sell the show so they know how to get into the scene but off the scene they're they're not really m and emotionally stable um and I've seen this because i've, I've got experiences, so i'm gonna keep going to keep flowing through this then i'll then I'll come back to all these other shit so and then um, I started off well. Then I got on set with a couple of people. And then I, I watched another set, and um, there was a, I was in a cuckold scene. You put a six foot three fucking white dude who's got a bigger cock than the next man. Um, I was a cuckold, and why would you do that anyway? You put a fucking really good looking fucking I. I, I class myself. My mum said I was handsome. So does my fiance you think I'm amazing? So honestly, when when you have um, the, the, you put me in a situation. I was, I was asked by loads of people over, over here. What the fuck are they doing? Putting a fucking, a big talented cock dude in a fucking cuckold position. You don't, it doesn't make sense. Especially when he's a known performer. If he was a nobody, then yeah, maybe. But he's a known performer. It's really, that is really how they want to sell it. He said the bloke was struggling in the scene, couldn't handle me talking. But I started just doing my own little thing. Even at one point, I got my cock out and started wanking over a black dude fucking my wife. You know what I mean? But then I didn't know the the bloke was the bloke, the producer was like, Oh mate, great stuff, I love the comedy, da 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 And then next minute I know, behind my back he's gone, Fucking uh mate, you never fucking or basically it not his words in sense, but it was like why is um why is oh he he, he texts my agent and he said, Oh, why is um this person get his cock out on set, da 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 uh, I'm on the pawn set, actually. You know what I mean? I'm on the pawn set. I'm not touching the talent. And um, my agent rings me up and goes, Kai, let me tell you something. I don't deal with work like this. Da, 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 da. Um, and would you, where are you now, Kai? And I was like, I'm actually getting my fucking feet pedicured. And he goes, would you get your cock out here? I went, no. He goes, then why do you get your cock out on set? I went, wait a minute. No, you listen to me. You should be doing this. And I'm thinking, this is a pawn set. This is a fucking porn set. Where's the fun gone? Fucking hell, man! I'm t- I'm t- I'm trying to take the pressure off the next moment because he he was struggling to get hard on because he was a cool dude. So I just said to him, "Listen, listen now to listen to me after him shouting to me. I went, listen, I said it was all entertaining. We always do our thing, and we, and then after you listened to my story, it was actually cool. But it's because I to "Listen to my story." Then um. I was working, then, then after my seventh scene, I know I worked for this company on like the Monday, it was like the fucking, I think it was the 3rd, 3rd of June, and um, what happened is, I smashed the scene, but the girl didn't have a clue what she was doing, because she was new, and um, they they gave me the fucking GoPro to work with, and the producer left, and left me to do with it, because I was packing up. He goes. I could see what you was doing. You knew your shit, so I am glad you 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 did you 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 turned up. So he gave me a scene on the Wednesday and Thursday. I did an extra scene on Tuesday. That's when I had that misdemeanor with that producer. Um, but after he telling me to my face that I was a great guy, then on the Wednesday I am working um, with um, that same company on the Monday. Then I work with him on the Thursday. But on the Thursday it become quite as so. I've turned up, I'm waiting for like a couple of hours, I thought thought, fucking hell, you turn up, you're straight into doing your scenes, but no, everyone's like, from what I heard, it's like, yeah, you turn up the studs, turn up later, so they can get straight in there, boom, 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 not fucking like that at all, I'm waiting around like fucking on my jack, like on my own, and I'm sitting there, and then obviously we get to go and do our scene, and as we, oh, I, I was, I, mate, I'm always, I'm quite generous with my food. And these these girls came out from their scene, and she, one of them looked like she was going dizzy. I want to eat some of this, put some sugar in your system, because I know what it's like being a performer, and I know how. Um, the mentality of being a personal trainer, being a boxer, it really, you do need your sugar levels kept right. Obviously, I I know some of these girls are anorexic or they're fucking, they're not eating the best of food and they're all getting stoned. That's another thing I'm going to say about this. This is is a joke. Fucking what a joke. Okay. So, I, I, I get to do, I'm doing the pictures and right near the last position, this girl comes out. This goes, um, I, I've got to go to my, um, um maybe i shouldn't have said something but she goes oh, maybe i've got um in eight minutes i need to go so i need to do the cum shot um can you hurry up with your pictures because um i need to go and see my a therapist and i and i was like i was in my position right now like i saw of pictures and i'm thinking what what, what the fuck are you do you come to the test this so i'm trying to, i'm listening and i don't inject my penis uh, so i turned around and looked at her and went excuse me love like because i'm quite happy and quite positive i went what the fuck do you need a therapist for? You, you're fucking, you're stronger than that. She went, what do you mean I'm stronger than that? <laughs> started going all hysterical, and I was like, what did I say wrong? I'm trying to give her positive energy, and she's run off, fucking crying. I was like, oh my God, so I ran after her, a fucking hysterical bitch. So I ran after her, and excuse me, I'm sitting I don't talk to me, I'll, just, I'll talk to you after. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I had to ring up my agent and tell him the situation. So, and that one got cleared. The air got cleared. She even rang up the agent. Oh, What's what this person saying? So I ca- oh, later on we're going into the acting thing, and they're still doing a little shit outside. So I walked around. I'm just walking around the house, and then all of a sudden I heard, "Is he out there wanking?" Like man, jerking. I went, "You fucking what?" So I went walking back, and this the, the producer girl came out and went, "Are you wanking out here over this?" You better go and tell them bunch of cunts. I've gone off on one now because I've had enough. Because I've had a lot of misdemeanors from the day before and uh, the messages. So right now I'm on edge, man. I've been trying to be such a good little fucking guy. Hi there, pleased to meet you. I, I, hi, hi. And people saying I'm too nice, I'm too friendly. I'm fucking. Uh, I can't do enough. But the only thing is, right, mate, you should just sit there like a little bitch and say nothing. Let's just sit in a corner and just wait until you're called like a little bitch. How about, fuck you, I'm friendly and I'm going to be happy and that's it. You take away my personality, you take away my performance. So, yeah, they've gone, they've gone, oh, mate, he's wanking Oh, and you go and tell them bunch of cunts in there to fucking quiet their mouth down and I pointed to them and why, said, why, why, why are you being like this? I said, because they're going to go and say something to someone and it's going to spread around this, this whole industry. Later on this comes back, and obviously this comes back. So, then they've gone in, they sorted it out and that was, you know what I mean? So, they are like, fucking accusing me. So, okay, after this day, the girl said I was vile and all this because I was fucking stood up for myself. Um, I should just not say nothing. I kept the messages. So, I'm not getting no work now after the 7th. Oh, the 6th, whatever. Uh, wait, 3rd, 4th, 5th, yeah, 6th. And then um, on the 14th of June, um, I get a message from this girl. You've given me chlamydia. I was like, you give me a chlamydia because I I only worked with you and these two other people before and they've got nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I said, I've done my seventh scene. I've already got chlamydia. This girl asked me to do content share with her. I don't do content share. don't. You can ask me to do it. Pay me, I'll do it. That ain't really content share. I'm paying for my work. But I got asked for a few people to do content share. I said, no, hell no. And she's gone... um, yeah, you give me let me. I mean, I don't fuck on the outside. See, um, my, my fiance got involved and she said some things to her and she, she she ended up shutting her mouth which was quite good. Right, let me just quickly add this so I'll get out of the way. Um, and his messages went a little bit backwards and forwards and um I went and got, I got tested on the, on the, on the, the, the week, or on the Monday because my test was on the Monday this 3rd. I worked that day because my test came back clean Uh so, on the third, on the fourth, on the fifth, I worked with this other girl. This other girl I worked with, um, then, uh, I worked with her on the fifth, and, then, then I got worked to the girl on the sixth. I didn't fuck anything out in this industry. I'm very clean. I'm very, I, I'm very, after, in 2017, when I went against the whole system over here in Europe, um, over a fake syphilis, because me and my partner, and, um, I, I went against the whole system. I made that industry shut down for a month, and, because I'm so clean and so health and safety fucking risk. If I know someone's a bit like, wrong, I'm not going to go work. I'm not, I don't want fucking... I've a a chlamydia, it's not fucking nice, it's not pleasant. Get an injection in your ass and you've got fucking green stuff coming out your cock. Not clever, not not good. But as well as my fiance, I'm, I try to be overcautious because she doesn't do boy girl, and I'm doing most of. The, I I do I I go to work and I fuck girls, and I every time I get that test, I want that test to be clean because I feel guilty because if she's got if she's got something, it's because of me, and I and I it really breaks my heart to know this. Um, I don't. I'm not stupid like everyone else does. Um, so. Not saying don't do content share, do content share, but some people do content share and they don't look at their test. All right, we go back to that. We'll we, we go, we go to that in a minute. So, carry on with my story. So, I got chlamydia. I thought i go get tested the next day. I got chlamydia. I had to cancel my scenes. But then, because obviously all these misdemeanors and I've had a little bit of row, I didn't work for virtually a month. I go and meet um, the main man at sushi, not Greg, but I did meet him after. Um, and I saw him and I said, look, I've been asking you in Europe for last year to work. And um, he's giving me, he's actually, look, you've contacted me, you've, you've pestered me, we're going to give you a gig. But I didn't work for a month. And I spoke to one of my friends called Josh. He goes over to America. And he said to me, when I got, I said, I got chlamydia. He went, welcome to America. And I was like, is that like fucking the gift? You turn up to America, you're going to get chlamydia. Is that the mentality? So, that's my friend who's from Europe. He's French. And he goes to me, welcome to America. Nice. Nice, America. Nice. So, um, when he, he uh, yeah, got tested for that, yeah. So, I guess go back to this. Yeah. So, I, I obviously, I got chlamydia. I'm out of bounds. And I spoke to the girl the day before, who I worked with the day before on the 5th. And I speak to her, and she goes, yeah, I've got my test back. It's all clean. So I'm thinking, she, this girl must have had something. And she'd give it to me, but she's trying to blame me. So like, you, you, made, I lost all my work because you. Fucking hell. The, the era over here, what we say is if someone's got chlamydia or gone a rib, we tell each other as a friend, say, look, I've had this. i just got tested. Um, you need to go and get yourself done. You keep it as a community. You don't fucking abuse the other person. You don't get fucking rowdy. You want to help each other out because you're both co-performers. You're both having a sexual... Um, intimacy and contact so is i think it's the mentality and this girl's only been in industry for six months the mentality but the 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 girl on the fifth she said yeah i went man the girl said i got chlamydia she goes you can't blame anyone but it's chlamydia it's going around you fucking what it's going around is that your mentality and this girl's been in industry for three years and that's your mentality it's going around Oh, my God. I was like, you retard. In my head, I was like, you retard. And I saw this girl later on when I was going to this, um, the Hurricane Mountain, um, uh, Six Flags. Um, it's like a water park and a like, um, roller coaster place. And um, I saw her there with her boyfriend. And I said, oh, yeah. And I pulled her up on it. I said, why are you saying this? I think that's one of the most stupidest things I've ever heard. I said, look, you, you have not got a clue. If you think it's chlamydia that's going around, I think your, your mentality is wrong. I think... We are down to a testing system, to a 14-day testing. Let's put it down to a 14-day test. People are still fucking about somehow. And this 14-day test, in America, they only take your blood and your urine sample. In Europe, we do the throat swab. And if we're doing anal, we do anal swab. And it's no extra cost. This should be fucking mandatory because if you're doing anal, anal is the easiest place to catch an STD because there's blood transfusion. In the throat, you can get chlamydia and gonorrhea, but people don't really know this. But how many people, how many girls get their throat fucked? They say there's no escort going on in America. I noticed. I spoke to a few girls. They did escorting. Yes, Donald Trump stopped it, but it still goes on. Just don't get caught. Um, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying nothing, but like, as well as conscious country shit. So let's carry on. So then I, I get, I get my big gig who I always wanted to work for. first I worked for someone on the 8th. what He was the best producer over there uh, and a friend. His name's, I'm going to big him up. Ed Fox, big love man. And he made, he done me a wicked promo for my boxing and obviously for the scene, but the boxing scene, everyone was like, oh my God, I've never seen something so good. So it was a good show reel for me. Um, then we got, then I worked for this company on the 14th. Um, uh, i got to say, big up Tushy. Uh, it was nice to work for him. I worked for Tushy Ryder, producer that day. was uh, was a great man. Fucking epic. Made me feel relaxed. The first girl turns up, starts crying. Couldn't handle my cock in her ass. But she's crying. I said, let's just go home. I'll go home. But then I got another girl. So I had to wait three hours before another girl turns up. So you got to imagine it. I'm taking half a Viagra anyway obviously, to get through this first thing, but then, so I had to go and chill out relax. so I had to pop it up a half, and um, the scene, we did the scene, and it was a good scene, and then I get a fucking, um, I get a message, and the next day, Kai, you're, you, i said, but I've already changed my ticket to come back on July the 23rd, when I was meant to come back on August the 6th, I changed it to the 21st, I don't know if I could be fucked to be in America, but except for my, I had a great fucking experience at the wildcard boxing gym. The Mecca of Boxing. I'll start smashing people up with my shoulders fucked. It was great. There was... um The better boys I wasn't sparring with but some of the boys in there I was just like... Take, I was getting back to my normal boxing skill. It was lovely but my shoulder went... Um, I had an MRI scan in America after a year and a half of problems. It actually came out that I've got tendinosis in my scapularis in finis, spinitis and some other place and as well as got osteoarthritis in my collarbone which comes up to my joint. So it, a lot of things happened Um, and... So I had to get a new test. I had to have um, drugs for my, um, my PPE because I had chlamydia. And I had to get another load because um, it wasn't, they didn't give me a strong enough dose. Um, and then I had to pay for my phone, a new phone because my phone broke. Then I had to get that phone fixed. And then I had to pay for uh, this MRI scan. So right there, I was, I was on a loss. And I was going pay for my apartment there. But in the end, I was thinking, good experience. I'm having fun. I've got to go boxing, ETC uh so then i get all these dates 27th 29th 30th and 31st uh i went into the main office and he goes to me um yeah man you believe in god i went yeah and come have a jesus talk so i went and basically he told me he was going to do this for me do for that for me giving me all these dates and that he goes do you know what because you um you did a great job and we heard good things and um we know you're a bit loud But we don't care because this this is our business, and we we liked what we saw. Didn't it? So I turn up on the twenty seventh, and this girl I work with had hemorrhoids, and it's about anal, and she had like fucking assholes in like pieces, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. So we get to do start off the scene. Say the first two, uh, mate. Every time we had to stop before the preparation, and she's crying as I'm trying to. I've got to keep her hard on. I'm not injecting. I'll keep her hard on. So I'm just holding it in there. Like this. And she's trying to work her way down. But she's crying. I went, like, just go home. Let's just call it a day. You know what I mean? I get kill it But it, it doesn't make me look bad, does it? So, she, but in the, By the end of it, so we, 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 every time we stopped, we had to fucking throw lube like there's no tomorrow. Then we had to work it in. Then I, we had to start. Then I had to go slow. And, and honestly, if you look at a trailer, if anyone's got any brain, it was like, the fucking, you can see the girls in pain all the way through it. And it's meant to be about no pain. No, it's not the art of anal. It really is. It is really bad. It's the, honestly, um, people don't see what goes on behind um, behind the scenes. And, but we've got to see the scene done in the end, a bit longer than it was, because the girls in Europe, man, they take anal and it's just, their, it's their job. End of and in America, it's anal is not really the biggest thing. And um, the first girl I worked with, uh, this girl called Chloe, she 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 just took it and she she like a, a European performer. You're there, you're doing the job, and that's it, simple. Then um, they cancelled me for the 20, 29th ninth because of probably this. But then um, I work on the thirtieth, and the girl was like, I've never I I've been in the industry for six years, but I haven't done much anal. And I was like, oh, here we go, not another one. So, in the scene, she'd even got a fucking vibrator out to help her to do this anal. But she had to go and re-prepare herself again. So, every time we went to go and do it, like, the pussy blowjob position, easy. It goes to do anal, it takes ages to get in. Then you have to go get in again. Then you have to go get in again. Every time. And I'm just standing there like a fucking lemon. And just with a hard cock for, like, the next two anal positions. Then, do you know what? I just lost interest. I was like, fuck's sake, this is a joke. So then my last two positions, I was like struggling. I just couldn't, so I, I would get back up, it goes back down. Or I had to just stay there and I couldn't move. And just oh, it hurts, it hurts. You know what I mean? You, people don't see this hurting part. People don't see it. And um, it made me look bad. And they cancelled the last scene. That was my like final scene there. I was like, wow. And I sent a big message to the main man. And honestly, it didn't, um, I, I I'm just honest and how it went and how it was. And but then I've I had I spoke to a lot of people out there. So b- before I went done this um, big gig, I spoke to Kieran Lee and Kieran Lee goes um, do you know what I heard about you, Kai? And I went, yeah, because I've known Kieran Lee since 2011 or 2000, yeah 2011. Um, obviously, he was in the states, but to, when I won awards in 2012, 2011, 2012, he's always on the phone to me. And He goes to me, do you know what I heard? You he was fucking a girl off set. Which I approved it, matter what did, and um, you you was um, yeah you 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 call you, you got something else he said something else will happen, but anyway, it was a false accusations, people chatting shit uh, about me, and this is their mentality. Um, as a whole, my experience in America, my my, my agent, um. Obviously, he likes to represent people who probably haven't got a big mouth, who, who who just, yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir, and that's how he works, and yeah, I was a bit like that, but then I just had enough, and I just thought, fucking hell, I'm not going to be saying I'm not, and then I start finding this, that and the other. So I I thanks for representing me, but I didn't think he represented me well enough and he wasn't pushing things out because I spoke to Kieran Lee. He goes, normally he gets a mail blast from every company when a new person comes up. He goes, didn't see one mail blast. I spoke to another producer, no mail blast. So he was saying he was doing it, but I don't think he was. But the only thing is he had his own reasons, but fuck it. At the end of the day, I can scratch that off my fucking checklist, but I did it. I've been to America. And I'm, I'm not impressed with it. I wasn't impressed with it. You're, okay... Now let's—that's my experience. Now let's let's talk about the situations. It is the most easiest scenes I've ever fucking done in my life, except from the, like my last two scenes. Out of out, of, out of the eleven scenes, nine of them I smashed the life out of. It. The last two scenes, was just because it was just like the girls was not in the right right <laughs> shouldn't have been there. Should have got proper girls. Um, feel sorry for them, but at the end of the day, you're well human, and, and if you can't do anal and you've got, if you've got a big cock coming up, don't turn up. Don't turn up. Do If you can't do the job, don't do it. Simple. Don't turn up just for the money. This is what some people do. Turn up just for the money. That's why I said you need a good mental space. Um, if I do anal with my partner, she 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 needs a good, like, couple of days, like, prepare, mental prepare, maybe a week, because it's all about preparation. And it's everything. Even taking dick, it's like, you've got to be on point. You've got to feel good. you got to, Everything, like, but this is because we're professional. We have that mentality. We don't have the mentality of "I oh, just turn up." You can just turn up in the morning. It, we have. We want to be on point at what we do. So, you do you, the Americans. They're, they're happy to do the five positions: blowjob, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, uh, spoon, missionary, and doggy. So, these positions, are like, fucking, these are basic. These are, like, back in kindergarten kind of stuff. And in Europe, I'd like to see some of the studs come over, American studs, even though they won't, because they don't get paid enough. And, like, some of them, and I know they're quite a lot inject now, but, mate, come out and just, without an injection, come and do a fucking job out here. And we, we have to work on some of the worst attire, like a table or a chair or something else um we, we you, when you see all these performers wearing boots and shoes and stuff you think fucking hell that's not attractive at all yeah it's like rah, I'm, I'm, a man wearing a shirt a woman still in a like, little, little bit of lingerie it's, it's, like just slowly coming off by the end not in the first after the first position all clothes off it doesn't look good it doesn't it has no style you think you're gonna pay all this money for this parody or some fucking good feature and the clothes are off in an instant you want the clothes to come off through the scene. So when I was working for that sushi uh, company on the first scene, it was like, mate, it was, I was basically on a kind of, she was on a chair and I was in one position. I, I put my leg right at the right angle. He went, stop. And what? He goes, don't worry, relax, man. He put a chair underneath my foot. He goes, we don't make it hard here. I was like, rah. He goes, he goes, he goes this was quite a hard position. I went, this ain't a hard position. This is, this is fucking, this is second nature. This is just normal for us. This is, in European, performance. we have to have it hard. We've got it very difficult. Um, and that for me, that was, that was an eye-opener, just to say the fucking... And I saw the male talent. All they want to do is fuck the girl. There's no performance in this. And I'm speaking to a couple of male... Amer- like the European performers, the male performers, big up, because they're there. They, 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 do the, they put the energy in, but they're always opening to the light. You watch all the male performers; they're all European. They're all opening to the light. This is a tip for you, um, most of you Americans. Does not going to. I'm not going to single anyone out. But start opening up to the camera, open up, move the girl, because some of the blokes think it's all about them. It ain't about you. This is what I got taught at the beginning. It's like seventy percent, seventy percent girl, fifty percent you. Yes. There are some studs where it is a little bit more about you, but it's still, the stud has to take control of the girl. The girls don't like being taken control of in America. They hate it. Because I had one girl, oh, most girls, because I quickly, I am quick. When in in position, I know, because when someone says you need 25 minutes, in our brains, we are, we are programmed to know. Three minutes there, four minutes there, six minutes there, eight minutes there. Uh, three minutes, so four minutes in a spoon. So four minutes, in, five minutes in a spoon, you do like two minutes open leg, two minutes closed leg, and two minutes knees up to the chest. That's in one position. That's how we do it. We don't just hold them in one position for like five minutes. We don't do that. We make, we make up. A doggy, you go from up and over to side to open. It's like we we do um, like a tr- uh, rifle, cowgirl or reverse cowgirl. We go to feet on the floor, feet on your knees, feet open up, legs wide, spread or together to the side. Like there's five positions, one, one, one position, you know what I mean? We have, we, we, know how to work the girl, we know how to work the camera, because we don't like to be just one thing and hearing the male, male tank go, oh, fucking yeah, this is fucking good, man. Yeah, fucking hell, bitch. Yeah, take this. It's not sexy. If you hear someone go, oh, if I if I was filming someone, and they started doing this, I'd be fucking, this is a choke. I make mean, excuse me, would you just shut the fuck up and let the girl do the work? But the bloke still needs to control the girl. But the girls don't like being controlled. So when I would do my scene, I'm, I'm so quick, boop, 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 bo- moving. The they'd they look at me like, can you slow down or can you calm down? And I said, I said to everyone, I haven't even stepped out of second gear. That was how my my energy level was different. Like, right? the girls can't handle it. And every girl, I, I ain't got the biggest cock in the world, but fucking I'm a pretty good stud. But every girl was struggling. It was like, oh, sorry, sorry, can you not push it in so far? Can you not, oh, uh, oh. Uh, and I'm like, I've I'm, I'm not even pushed it in. I've just, just put the tip in. I've just put a pubic hair in, they're shaved. You know what I mean? It, it was it was really, I, you the, the European girls over here, there are some girls who, like, obviously feel pain or they turn up. And, um, but it's like, wow, so many girls are just like, it, like, they take anal just like that. That's because it's like their 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 programs do it over in America. It's like oh, it hurts. I'm not like we don't do anyway over here. I understand. Fair play. Don't it shouldn't be exploiting the arse anyway because shit comes out of it. But pussy, the girls if you turn up, don't turn up for the fucking money. This is what they do. Turn. They're getting paid a thousand dollars and they're not even worth a hundred dollars in my fucking eyes. Oh, fucking, mate. But it was a joke, mate. They're getting paid a $1,000, $800, 1000 and they can't even do the job properly. Really? And yes, they got a big name. Yes, it looks good on camera. Yes, you got the location. Fucking hell, give me a fucking good location. I'll get the fucking most ugliest people looking amazing because I know what I'm working with. I know what I'm going to do. But honestly, paying some of these people this amount of money and they can't even fucking perform. I was, Oh, my God. I... I I, I'd, I'd fucking I'd, I'd just go bankrupt for fucking wasting all my money on these people. But there was they were shit, and I don't I don't believe they sell seriously. I, I they, they it's the girls are good at acting, but as performance wise, I I have got no, nothing. that stands out? Nothing really stands out. Well, there was the one one performance was actually okay. Did a good job. There was one girl, but honestly, apart from that. I didn't see nothing really. It was like, wow, our fucking, oh, European girls are the best all, all day long. They don't say nothing. They just get on with the job. Boom. Happy days. There we go. Money in your hand. Let's go on. <clears throat> Next thing. Let's talk about doing drugs on set. So, Wait, let's, let's do another sniff. <sighs> let's take the piss. Sorry. Okay, not, not talking about um, any cocaine or anything, but in California, legal, uh, weed is legal. So, and it because of legalised weed. So, wh- and I'd work with a girl who was stoned out of a nut. And you just see, uh, and you're like, and, and they don't know where they are. You just see it in their eyes. They don't know what they're doing. And this is where you take control and this is probably it, to numb their pain or numb something or fucking, so they're not even there just be just to get thrown around like rag dolls. But, It's like, really, this is their mentality. Um, Blokes are getting stoned, left, right, and center. So you're not going to, they think, oh, yeah, get stoned, relax, you feel good. Yeah, man, do a scene. But you're never going to be a step above anyone else because you don't put the energy levels into it. Yeah, man, just gonna smoke a joint, yeah. It's all about energy levels. It's all about fucking getting the scene done and working the, getting the, I'd say energy levels. Look like look like you're passionate, look like you're doing something, not just like, yeah, man, this is just good, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning weed or anything, but when you set when you when you when they ask you these questions, are you under the influence of drugs or alcohol? Would you class weed as a drug, puppy answer me, would you class weed as a drug
1: in a sense, yes, I believe uh Weed in general has become a little bit more accepted uh, by society. and that is, it sort class, of thing? is it
2: classed as a class C drug? It would be
1: classified as a drug, yes. Although it's not seen as a hard drug, as it used to. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. As it used to. Uh, okay, okay. So it still causes paranoid psychosis. It can still, um, yes... Maybe THC oil can help with people's cancer and stuff, but um, it still—I still think it's classed as a drug. And obviously, you know, it's a drug. Yes, you can get prescripted but it's a prescripted drug. So when they say, "Are you under the of the drugs or alcohol?" And you see them smoking a joint outside after, and you're selling it to the market. Okay, it's oh, weed is legal here. Okay, but when you're selling it to the European market. It's illegal over here, so it's really it, it's a big contradiction on its own, and um I think it's fucking pathetic to be honest you. Yeah, this you call yourself professional, and you're smoking fucking drugs, and even better. Do, do, do you know something even better than this? Um, when um uh, when I found out most. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to give a percent, maybe 60, 70% of people are taking, um, anti- a, girl, a lot of girls are taking antidepressants, a lot of girls, I've found out nearly every one of them. Uh, I re- obviously, my mum has had um, depression, bipolar, I know about antidepressants, I got her off her, got got her off them twice, um, I, I know how depression works and stuff. But if you're fucking taking tablets and smoking weed and you gotta understand, there's, there's two sort of downers and you're causing yourself even more more aggravation mentally. You're not going to be stable. You're smoking weed to relax your mind but it obviously it can create fucking paranoia, which 99% of the time it creates paranoia for most people. because uh, People um, don't just use it recreational, they just use it to get day by. But then you start taking these um, sedatives i.e. Xanax or any fucking uh, Zoplicone. They had um, sleeping tablets. You're fucking, you're adding to your um uh, your mental stability. And it, it's out of science. It's, it's common sense. And they you know, think, when, when you, <laughs> I found this hilarious. So I spoke to a couple of performers. Yeah, my doctor said this, my doctor said that. If your doctor told you to put a condom up your ass to stop you getting pregnant, would that be true? <laughs> Sorry, my I'm not being really funny. If my doctor told me, Oh, you don't you don't look well <laughs> Yeah. What are you trying to give me? Because why why are they try and keep you on prescripted stuff and um ETC? is because they wanna keep you suppressed. And then they want you they want to keep you spending money towards the government and the community, um to to help with them funding more more um health care, medical it's not mate, it's expensive. Medical care care in America is expensive, especially even you're doing private insurance. It still it goes along. So they the, the this one person said to me, goes, Yeah, I go to the doctor. He said, Are you okay? He went, Yeah, I'm alright. Go, you sure you're okay? Yeah. Then the doctor says, "Are you been sleeping well?" And then, then the person starts thinking. He goes, "Not really. Do you need anything to help you sleep?" So the doctor's already offering you something. "My the doctor's over here. They, they won't give you fucking something, Willy Nilly." You know what I mean? These are like, so I can give you something to help you sleep. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, but I think you do. Um, have you have you been having lots of bad thoughts in your mind lately? No, no, I'm all right. How's your diet? I think you need to take this. You got to take this. I'm gonna write you out a prescription. Okay, my doctor said this. Fuck listening to the doctor, you can fucking heal yourself spiritually anyway, but nine times out of ten, this is how people rely out in America. Their, their mentality is to rely on, on any sort of fucking prescriptive drugs or other drugs. I'm not talking about hard drugs, I'm talking about weed. That yeah, it relaxes you for one moment, but I guarantee you it fucking won't keep you relaxed all day. It'll just just suppress you, suppress your mentality, suppress your thoughts until you start going overboard and you, well, your mind will go elsewhere. Seen it happen with all my family, I used to be the biggest stoner. I started smoking weed at nine, finished at 19. But, uh, mate, I was only could smoke it pure, but they only smoke it pure in America. But it, it, I it, maybe it has some benefits, but, maybe, but I tell you what, it has a lot of bad benefits for the brain. I know, so, uh, mate, I saw so many fucking stupid fucking people in my time I was growing up from stoners. Mate, proper, no motivation, no enthusiasm. Then when you're saying no motivation, no enthusiasm, this is why fucking they think the money isn't motivation, but you still turn up to the job and do a fucking smoke a joint. Then your fucking enthusiasm is gone. It's, oh, I just want to get this day over and done with. Yeah. So I find that's not professional. That is not professional in my eyes. Taking sedatives, obviously that relaxes you and slows you down. Obviously, you're not going to be 100%. Taking sentences probably puts you at 60%, maybe 50%, maybe 40%. Maybe 40% out of push. Smoking weed on top of well, that's put you down to like 20%, 30%. You, and you think you you want to be, and you're a top performer. To me, you're, you're, you're fucking, you're no, nowhere near second best. You're not even the best person yourself. So, I thought, <laughs> talking about people, think about it. Hope, hope people listen to this and actually fucking get an eye-opener. Because, Let's do, let's all go, let's go to a party and let's take Xanax and I guarantee you everyone will be sleeping. But no, Xanax really helps me get me by through my anxiety. Why do you think you got anxiety? Because someone told you you got anxiety. Or one day your heart raced a little bit because you smoked too much fucking weed. You pulled a white in, your heart raced a bit, now you got anxiety. No, it's because you got fucking too stoned. <laughs> Simple. But people, oh yeah, I need it, I need it. You don't fucking need it, you want it you've been put into that place because you know you want it. It, it i i see so many poor mentality people with a so not stable mentality that's why do you know what i okay let me put it down to my conf, confidence my confidence shown. so this is why i think they um wanted me to be suppressed oh mate you should smoke weed yeah man yeah, because cause, cause I'm I'm too I'm very confident I'm confident in myself confident in my performance and this is this is why and I that's why I smashed all my scenes until like the last two scenes were what made me look bad, but um they they saw me the f- scene before that and they said it was great, and my agent said to someone I called me a clown <laughs> wanker <laughs> I'm gonna say that and, uh, he's gonna know who said that but um clown what because i got a big mouth and because I'm confident because I know what I'm doing and all my scenes I smashed except the last one oh, I only worked I only one scene they cancelled all my scenes for this company no I did three scenes and um, two were bad the first one was perfect I, to me my standard it was bad but holding your cock into one position for 10-15 minutes waiting for the girls to get down it then then starting, then carry on this kept happening every time I had to come out and it was just like become an ongoing joke but that's for the, both of them um Anyway, and this, yeah, the one girl who's in uh, the second scene goes, I'm going to tell the boss on the third scene. He goes, I'm going to tell the boss um, that it was all my fault. Um, yeah, and no, I love you guys. You look amazing. You're really good. Most people would have just call me a bitch and tell me to fuck off. And you have been really nice, Clay. You've been a really nice person. And I'm going to tell the top person. So when I finished the scene, I said, are you going to have a word with him? No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Two faced or what? And she was smoking weed on that set. Fucking getting stoned to help her with her pain don't turn up and do the job if you can't. If you can't do the job, just just stay at home. Don't turn up for the, the money. Um, talking about content share yeah, and maybe STDs. So, because people trust each other, yeah, which we should trust each other, but we'll trust each other with a test. And you're not even getting your ass, so if you're doing anal, you're doing fucking banging the throat, you're not getting your throat or your ass swab, so you can still pass away that way. And people, there are promiscuous people where there's promiscuous um, boyfriend or girlfriend who's not in the industry they might cheat on them bring it in the industry but when people are doing content share and they don't even look at each other's tests um, oh yeah I got tested last week have a look at it make sure you see it because this, these people could be dangerous as well or people who are not ready to working that much in the industry and people trust them these are the times and they do these content share and this is where you're giving more opportunity to catch something do content share but do it safely that's what I can say I won't do content share. I've got arse loads, but I won't do content share. All right, you got to pay my ass to do something for you. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't want the content. Don't need it. I want it. So that's, that's, that's my um, little bit on America. But um, thank you for having me, America. <laughs> there we go, puppy.
1: You know what? That's interesting because uh, I feel like a lot of performers, as you said in the beginning, you know, it, it's sort of like something, especially European performers. It's something that they want to check off their list. You know, they want to come to America. You know, you take over the European porn industry. You want to come over to America and do the same thing, and or you want to move uh, from the European porn market into the American porn market. And it's it's crazy that uh, you had such a, um, let's just call it a unique experience over the summer when you tried to do sort of the same thing. (laughs) Something that I wanted to ask you about is that you referenced it, but I don't know if you made your complete point about it. Do you want to talk about sort of like the agent system here in the US? Is it a little different than how it is across the pond? Would
2: you reiterate that question, please?
1: You'd, you you uh, referenced earlier in the interview. You were like, I want to get back to talking about uh, my agent. Uh, is, is there something different about the agent system, or how was the relationship between you and your agent while you were here in the states?
2: I I I didn't feel like he um, he didn't he didn't give me as much because obviously I I had a couple of misdemeanors and that made him feel a little bit less. Less wary to push me out there. All all, all the producers said I was a great performer as a performer, but obviously I, I, they expected me to be there, sit down, shut up, and fucking do do job. But if I'm waiting around two hours, man, I can't fucking... I've got ADHD. I cannot just sit there like a, a robot. Um, but his rep- representation obviously started well, but then it started going because obviously... So I feel like our... Um, our relationship broke down after these couple of misdemeanors. And honestly, he still wanted to re- hold out his representation to me, but he didn't push. they didn't push out for me like I didn't think they did. And I was asking him to do this, asked him to do that. And, they, and it felt like I was trying to I, – I, I basically got most of my own work. Even with Tushy, I got that job. Um, I got uh, this other job because I met someone on the, on the side and I helped him out. And I always put it through to the agency because obviously I'm loyal like that. But I still feel like I wasn't represented um, to the best of their ability as a on a professional level. Um, if I if you want me to put it into layman's terms, I'm not even gonna, I don't even need to say. It. I think people if people know who I am, and what I'm like, I said that very smart and cleverly. So think of me how I would normally would have said that. That's it.
1: So we talked about the performers that you worked with. We, we talked a little bit about the production companies that you worked with. What did you think of the locations in, in which the scenes were shot in?
2: Um, well, one of his locations, he said um, he's getting $100 an hour. And I'm not sure they're not going to be. They were, shooting, they were shooting like six scenes in a day. Um, so $100 an hour, six scenes in a day. They're only going do about 10 hours there max excuse me that's a thousand dollars you go to a rocco set yeah you're there for 10 hours and you're shooting only one scene and that's a thousand dollars for that location one part of the location because you've got like five, six different parts in it he charges one thousand so people are saying oh man and he's got a lovely ranch he's got fucking five great locations but and this is up in beverly hills um there were there were nice places but Price wise, it still doesn't really. It's a bit like a bit like Europe, a bit like Europe. Some places are five hundred euros. Some places are four fifty, maybe three fifty, but three fifty and upwards. Um, unless you go the Airbnb route. Uh, but I saw, like I said, Beverly Hills twice. I was there. That that was. But you short two, ten scenes or six scenes or maybe more in this place. And I was thinking, and, mate. I I could get a thousand dollars and fucking sp- sp- do a location here, but I probably I probably only get about three scenes done, maybe two, because I because they, they 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 not really they they're producing content, but they're not producing quality content. I don't think they got all the right talent, they got all the right fit equipment, but they're not reaching quality. For Tushy, i a met, met, lovely, lovely location, lovely locations. Fair play to them. Lovely. This one up in uh, in downtown Seventh Seventh Street or somewhere. That was lovely. Uh, and the other locations were nice, but this other place, it was like Beverly Hills. I was like, he was just his scenes were like twenty five minutes, and they don't, they just, they focus on the sex and that. Obviously, they want that that, that amount of content. But honestly, it was it was. Um, It was nothing special. I think, yeah, I think it's overrated. That's one. Over-fucking-rated. Simple.
1: That's really interesting. How old are you again, Kai Taylor? 34. Okay. And I think age is important because... um as you referenced earlier you know if you were sort of like you know this young performer that doesn't have that much experience in the industry like you would have accepted a lot of the um the treatment that you got when you were here in the States and because, you know, you are in your thirties, like, and you have an established career in Europe, I can completely understand why you just weren't putting up with any of the nonsense. What, um, okay. you referenced earlier is, uh, that you, um, you had chatted with Kieran Lee, who's a performer that started off over <laughs> there and has made a huge name for himself here in the States. Mm-hmm. Did you at all chat with any other performers that uh you know are originally from the European market or started off in Europe and, and are here in the States to sort of discuss
2: Oh Danny Mounted, Manuel Faroa, I met him, uh McBlue. And I saw Steve Steve Holmes and me and Steve Holmes have been uh mates as well. So I saw him, I saw him at this party. But no no, it's um yeah. And I and, and we we were laughing about the fucking performers and what it's like and how easy it is. So it was like really this 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 is our our mentality. We we know we know they're not no, nothing special. We we were laughing about it. It was um yeah nothing nothing to meet the eye. Um uh, but like they 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 they're they're, they're, they're in jobs and that's it. They they're working they're working all but. They they've got into the mentality of the American mentality, so good luck to them. Um, I I the, like Kieran's got a good gig. Manuel is the fucking legend. Uh, Mark, uh, Mick Blue is well in there. You can't touch him for what he is. Then yeah, Steve Holmes, is Steve Holmes, mate. Not got the best fucking body in the world, bit old, but he's fucking got a cock on him, and he and he, he can do the job. I ain't really got really much to say in that, really.
1: Okay. No, it was just interesting. I wanted to get your take on um, if if they said anything. But it, I mean, it sounds like you know they they sort of said the stuff that probably you expected. You know, now that they've been in the game uh, for as long as they have here. Yeah, yeah. In they, the they, states,
2: they did. They, 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 they did tell me like, like it is a joke over here compared to what we had it. It's harder in Europe. Um, and the, the people's mentalities is a joke. Like, like, well, like, if I say, look, I've got to go back to the people doing drugs. It? So people, if they start facing their fears and stop zanxing themselves up, that would be really beneficial. But um, it will really help with anxiety. You start facing your fears, your mentalities. People um, only suppress their faults um, um, to keep them going throughout the day so if you learn to meditate and just sit there and relax and use your mind you don't need these drugs and uh, not and not from any sort of drugs
1: okay so i feel like i know the answer to this but i you know i feel like this is a logical question just to ask at the end of this all um so after the experience here in the u.s I know it wasn't necessarily the best, but you did reference a couple of experiences, especially a couple of shoots that um that went really well that you enjoyed. Would you ever come back here to uh maybe work with some of the companies that you had a better relationship with or is no, one, of... one
2: of the one of the producers would love to work with me there. Um he's, he's always lo- he loves me. Um Ed Fox. Um great to work with. Uh if I was to come over America again, I would rather go to Miami because I had better things with Miami.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Okay, yeah.
2: so, that's where you're based, isn't it? Yes. Might, might, might even come out. Might even to fucking come over there for another interview there.
1: That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, I can shout at you on set or something.
2: <laughs> come on, guy, you can do it, bruv.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's funny. So, okay. So, before we move on, because I do want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the content that you've been producing, because you've been producing your own content. Uh, is yeah. there anything that you want to discuss about your experience here in the U.S. that we haven't already discussed that you want to, you know, mention before you move on?
2: Oh, mate, America changes people. I found this out from one of my friends, <laughs> changed him big time. And, um, yeah, um, I, I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for people. How it, how it just um, changes their life. Yes. Fucking hell! Yeah. Um, yeah. I, one thing: you're not fucking stars. You're not. You're not. You're not superstars. You're fucking. You. You, you listen. You get, you get paid to have sex, and that's it. Uh, and people think they're special. No, yeah, people are special. Like firemen, fucking doctors, people who save lives. We do we do a job um, for to create fantasies for other people's minds and for different all different sorts of ages. So you got to think of it. Yeah, we're doing a job, and we are paid well compared to fucking some of these jobs what they are doing, but. I think some people are uh, not grateful and appreciative of what they actually have. And um, I think it allow porn to go to their mind. I still haven't changed since two thousand two thousand and ten. 2010. I lost myself for a couple of years because I fucking was flying with all the work I was coming at. Uh, but now, since I came back, I've got more stable on it.
1: Well, I will say this. Just to push back a little bit, um, much like over on the entertainment industry, the mainstream entertainment industry, there are stars there. I I will say that there are performers that are stars in the adult industry as well. I will say, based off of the fact that people can just upload any content on social media and that kind of thing, I I think a lot of people feel like they are porn superstars when they really aren't. And I think the key to, um, to anything... Whether you are one of the most popular performers in the industry or not is what you said, though, being humble, not changing, yeah. not letting yeah. the stardom or the success or the fandom or the support on social media change you. And I feel like in the industry, especially because a lot of people join the industry, you know, not having done anything else in their life, they yeah. let the stardom And the success and the popularity and the little bit of money that they're getting in the beginning uh, take over their life. And and that's what leads to a lot of the big-headed nature of some of the performers, when in reality they aren't necessarily superstars
2: in the industry. Yeah. Um, Wait, wait. Anyone can pick up a telephone and do fucking content share. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And, um, yeah, I, oh, I worked with this person. I, I'm fucking this, I'm that. Put it on Twitter. You're fucking, oh, you're a superstar. Yeah, you're ranking. Yeah, you, you porn and that. You porn, porn hub, fucking X videos might give you a good ranking, but um, half the fucking performers can't even fucking fuck for shit. <laughs> They're Saturday night fuckers. They're at the missionary specials. Um, when I sometimes see these content share, people do. Oh, my God. I, mate, then they put it across as professional. It's fucking amateur quality. That's it. Some of the light like is horrible. And it's like, really? And you're putting this out. And, but it sells. Maybe it sells and shit, but I tell you what, it's fucking... If you look at it on a professional level, it's a joke. But, man, good luck to people. I, I wish them all the best, but if I... I I, if I was to do content share, man, I'm, some of these people are doing content share and they've got a bit of fucking savvy so they, they know what they're doing. They don't just fuck for free. But I've I noticed I, I was in America and um, one of my mates was just banging like twice a day with girls just doing content share. And he's um, like, obviously, he's, he was doing really well with it. But yeah, there's, there's no passion in what you're doing. You're working in the day and you're doing some more fucking in the evening. These people lose passion. Yes, it's doing well, but there's no there's no, there's no je ne sais quoi in their kind of work or saying What stands out. It doesn't really stand out. I like things that stand out, to be honest. With you. Um, I, I'm a bit more um, eccentric. But, yeah, that's it.
1: So let's move away from content share, and let's talk about your content. So can you remind our listeners how long in total you've been in the adult industry?
2: I've been in it just over nine years.
1: Okay. And uh, and you've uh, started producing your own content. What uh, can uh, the listeners expect from the Kai Taylor experience?
2: Okay. I'm okay. So, my partner, we're doing girl, girl stuff. Uh, a couple more shoots. So, I've only just started. I started last month on the 20th of um, October. Uh, 20th of September and I've only just started putting stuff out. I was in Turkey so I couldn't put none of the stuff out but things are going out now um, You can follow you can go and look on her account on um, at blue angel live which is capital B capital A capital L or you can look on my one Kyber one Taylor you'll see things on my Twitter or check my links There's a link where you can go and post. you can there's a link where it has got four of my posts on it for X video It's one link and it goes into my you can choose from four different um, links from my mini vids to my only fans on my mini vids, X videos, Clicks for Sale. Clips for Sale is the ones where um there, there's a lot of stuff what is paid content. X videos, there are some things you have to have red red paid premium. Then there's some things on um Pornhub which is um there are like paid ones and there's some normal ones I just chuck out there for view. So have a look. Have a look on my go onto my um my Twitter profile and click the link and go wherever you want to go. I uh, still got more content to put up because I'm a one-man band. I'm, 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 I'm filming. Um, I'm, I'm producing. I'm managing. I'm editing, and um, I'm also promoting. Um, yeah, my partner is also. She does the performing for the girl, girl stuff. Uh, so we got so we got another big a lot of shoots happening next week. So when we're doing girl, girl, she likes to pick the girl she wants to work with. And I do obviously try and find the right girl because I don't want to film a girl who doesn't want to do girl, girl. I don't want a girl who wants to get, do girl, girl, but get paid for it. You know what I mean? Just I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll get I, I like to get uh, It's the money. The money is their motivation, not not the girl. So I like to see chemistry on set as well as fun. Need humor. I cannot work. My my scenes are very quick very very quick uh if, we, if i get the right stuff that's it done because i'm not producing for anyone else I then i then i've got i've got criteria to live. once i think i've got enough footage that's it finish or if i start seeing that person bored finish because i don't want to i don't want my b- b- boring on set i had this one girl where she did um, a solo a look but you can't touch i'll tell you about that in a minute and she did a girl girl and she got there at, 10.30 she left by 3.30 <laughs> she was wow that was so quick um and obviously three different attires and stuff um and with with pictures as well but yeah i know what i want and i want to get uh i'm working a lot with natural light so sometimes um i'm, I'm working with natural light i'm working with my phone at the moment it's got 4k on it but obviously everyone's got to start somewhere i'm just investing all my money in this and that and uh, my partner's investing their time as well and she's also supporting So at the end of the day, I'm just right now just trying to build something or I'm going to build something, not trying, I'm going to build something. Uh, I have a friend who's investing as well. So, and he he, he enjoys what's coming out the content coming out. Have a look on my uh, profile uh, or down on my Twitter feed. Got lots of, um, lots of trailers. Please have a look. Please retweet. Please like. Um, Let me know. Put some comments on there because um, all I've heard is good things about my um, trailers, but the trailers... You can find, the, can find the work coming up. I've got a Halloween special coming up. But i I doing this thing called Look But You Can't Touch. And I'm doing it. It's quite low budget-ish. But it's no one has to have sex. And the reason why no one has to have sex is because I've got chlamydia in America. This gave me the motivation to do this. Thank you, America. Yeah, I want to do something where you, both people come. And also... No one touches each other. No one needs an STD. No one needs a certificate. So that's why it's quite a low budget because they don't need a certificate for my scene. So if they haven't worked, they can come to my set and I can fucking shoot them. So basically, um, the man has to stay there in the room. Um, and the woman has to basically strip him and tease him, put him down, tell him to wank. And he comes. And they make it, I make him come over in a jar. And the Halloween special, he comes on a pumpkin. And that's going to be coming out to, um, tomorrow, the 31st, on Clips for Sale. I've just got it in front of me here. Right, let me just click it. Uh,aca-pace. Oh, no. I-, I have to upload. No. Here we go. Two seconds. It- it's going to be future on my Clips for Sale coming out on the 31st at 7 p.m. Uh, my time, so probably about 10 o'clock your time. Um, so, we've got this. Uh yeah, so uh, this gave me the motivations for doing uh, sexual acts, naked people, uh, naked male, naked female, and a uh, sure at the end of it without touching each other really. Or she can touch him a bit, but he can't. She cannot touch the cock, and he ain't allowed to touch the girl. Uh, I did this as um, one as a cheating husband. Um, the acting was fantastic, thanks to Linda Leclerc. Uh Mugu, Mugu is really is my basically my main stud. Uh, then I did another scene. What is out? I think now. Yeah, it was with Kitana Lure. She's a Russian talent. Um, she played a dominatrix, and he uh, Mugu again. He was in a mask. Um, it was great. It was it was actually really cool. I and mean, you should go and check out the trailer. It, 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 um, what did I call it? Was uh, that, that one? The first one with Linda Leclerc was called "Look, but you can't touch." The second one was called. Uh, Oh man, I can't even remember. I've got it in front of me. Let me find it. And I've just done a third one. It's Halloween special. It's called Not So Bad Wolf, <laughs> and that's coming out on the thirty first. And it, it says it's what it says, Not So Bad Wolf. And it's because um, <laughs> he's a big bad wolf, and she's little red, um, little red Veronica Lil. not little red Riding Hood, little red Veronica Lil. So that that's my um, thing to that, and. Yeah, and they've got some more Girl Girl content coming up. You can go on Blue Angels um, on her Twitter and go on to her mini-vids because she has all the Girl Girl stuff there, solos as well. And that, that's if you want to see um, her stuff. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking to produce um, stuff with chemistry, quality, and good vibes, and as well as humour.
1: Sounds good. I like it. So is there anything else as far as productions that are coming out soon that the listeners and your fans should should be expecting?
2: It's the one the Halloween special is coming out. I I've got, I've got I shoot solos as well. So yeah, um, I'm shooting. There's going to be there's going to be some big content happening um, before the end of November as well. So keep keep looking on my my Twitter page or on. Uh, Blue Angel Lives Twitter page because I've got I'll be shoot, we're shooting some more content next week and there's gonna be solos and two lots of girl girls and that's what we're trying to do two two girl girl scenes a, a month um try and produce that out plus as well as solos as well so there's always gonna be content going here there and everywhere so just keep keep following my profile either one Taylor or Blue Angel Life
1: sounds perfect so I was actually gonna ask right now as we start wrapping things up how can your fans reach you where can they find you on the web so can you re- those links for the listeners once more.
2: Okay, if you see on my profile at Kai the One Taylor, K A I T H E O N E Taylor, T A Y L O R, or you can go to Blue Angels account at uh, Blue with capital B, B L U uh, E, Angel, capital A, A N G E L, live, L I V E. And then capital L. So capital B, capital A, capital L. Blue Angel Live. And you can you can check link, click links, look on the profiles. We've got lots of things going up there, here, there, and everywhere. And our OnlyFans has lots of stuff. So come join. You got you got the links on the page. You you choose you you choose or you lose.
1: <laughs> exactly. Perfect. All right. So uh, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in?
2: man thank you very much for all the support and help um keep supporting keep loving and i'm really appreciative of all, all everything oh for all you do for us and um just a massive hug massive hug and hugs are free <laughs> that's it
1: exactly so uh, i want to thank you so much for the interview kai
2: Thank you very much, Poppy.
1: You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you and how you can interact with us.
3: Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on -on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash dark. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Follow Poppy chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash one-on-one. That's at Poppy Chula. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Back to you, Poppy Chulo.
1: Thanks, announcer. And with that, Kai and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners.
2: Over and out.
0: Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.